Villas Grace Church. Building relationships that make followers of Jesus. Know, grow, go. To know Him, to grow in Him, to go with Him. For those of you that do not know, I actually get to listen to Joe multiple times a week. He practices every day, like you can't tell, right? So the secret's out. If you guys want to show up here during the week, you can get a free concert from, from Joe. We just ruined your practice time. Allow us to bow in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to be able to gather together this morning to sing songs bringing you honor and glory, uplifting the name of Jesus and what you have done for us upon the cross. I just pray that we are a church that takes serious the task at hand to be all about making disciples, to be all about building relationships that make followers of Jesus, to not just say it, but to be about doing just that. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're still in our sermon series, Testing Our Assurance. We're in 1 John. And just remember, the overarching theme of 1 John is your salvation is assured. If you come to a saving faith in Jesus, you cannot lose your salvation. Does anybody in here know why a sunflower is called a sunflower? See, Pastor Tony Evans uses this brilliant illustration. Sunflowers are called sunflowers because they follow the sun. The sun rises in the east. The sunflower points to the east. The sun sets in the west. The sunflower points to the west. See, sunflowers produce a lot of seeds. They're very productive because they're always looking for the sun. They always locate the sun. And since they're always locating the sun, they're always growing. Do you notice anything about these sunflowers in this photo here? The sun's going down and those sunflowers are pointing in what direction? Back to the east for that sun to rise again. Okay, I don't know if that's true or not, but it sounds good. They're on the ball. But the point is, they're always looking to locate the sun. Church, as believers, we need to be like sunflowers. We need to be looking for the sun, but not the S-U-N, Son, but rather the capital S-O-N, Son. Daily, we need to be focused on remaining in Him, which brings us to the title of our sermon this morning. The title of our sermon is Remaining Faithful. Remaining Faithful. We're going to be in 1 John chapter 2 verses 24 through 29. Please open up in your Bibles, or if you want to follow along on the screen, you can.
1 John chapter 2, verses 24 through 29. See, last week we were reminded that the Antichrist is coming, weren't we? We were also reminded that we need to be vigilant of Antichrists, plural. Today we're going to recognize the benefits of remaining faithful in Jesus daily. We're going to see the verb abide in the text this morning. We'll be defining abide as remaining. And that's the reason why our sermon this morning is titled Remaining Faithful. So please follow along as I read from 1 John chapter 2, verses 24 through 29. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. Amen. These verses this morning will be put into this one verse. If we want to define these verses, we will define them as such. Listen to the Holy Spirit as he teaches an unchanging gospel. Listen to the Holy Spirit as he teaches an unchanging gospel. The question we want to ask then would be, how can we listen to the Holy Spirit? We can listen to the Holy Spirit by remaining faithful to Jesus Christ each and every day. We can listen to the Holy Spirit by remaining faithful to Jesus Christ each and every day. Now, this could seem vague. It could seem generic. So we're going to spend the rest of our time this morning unpacking this in detail. The only thing in life that people would say is constant would be change. I think here at Villa's Grace, we know a thing or two about change, don't we? We've seen physical change. We've seen cultural change here at Villa's Grace. People would say that change is inevitable, wouldn't they? It can be argued that everything changes. Some people would say nothing is free from the constant pursuit of change. Well, I believe that there's one thing that will never change. Let's look again at verses 24 and 25. Let what you heard from the beginning abide in you. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, then you too will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he made to us, eternal life. What exactly has been from the beginning? What is it that has been from the beginning? See, what's been from the beginning in this particular instance is the gospel, the good news of salvation for hell-deserving sinners. So do you recognize what John is saying? Do you see what he's saying here? 
He's saying, let the good news of salvation abide in your heart and remain on your mind daily. Let the good news of salvation for you, for myself, for all of us as a hell-deserving sinner abide in our hearts and remain on our minds each and every day. The reason why it's been heard from the beginning is because it doesn't change. John MacArthur said it best when he said, Christian truth is fixed and unalterable. Church, we are fortunate that the gospel doesn't change. We're fortunate that the good news does not change. Why? Why is it that we should be so fortunate that this good news doesn't change? See, we're fortunate because of perseverance. See, we're still sinners living in a sinful world. Now, it's just that as Christians, we deal with the harsh realities of this world differently. We now deal with them according to the unchanging truth of the gospel. And sometimes we just need to get over ourselves. That's not easy to do, is it? It's not easy to deal with the harsh realities of this world if we're unwilling to get over ourselves in the first place. Look again right there at verse 25 where it says, The promise he made to us, eternal life. See, we're motivated to remain focused on the Son, S-O-N, because of the future. Do you know what that indicates for us? It indicates that no matter what this life throws at us, we have a reason to persevere through it. Remember, this is coming off the heels of what John reminded us of last week. The message of the Antichrist from the past, from the present, and from the future. Antichrists are not about the future. They're about happiness now. I remember the first time the Lord brought a harsh reality to my attention. He used someone to reveal how they had sinned against me. And it came out of left field. And I remember having to hear about how I had been sinned against in a way that was probably the most devastating confession that I had ever dealt with. Life-changing confession. But in that moment, and in that moment, the Holy Spirit convicted me immediately. See, because of the unchanging truth of the gospel, the Holy Spirit would not allow me to focus on the moment. The Holy Spirit reminded me that even though this person's admitting how they sinned against me, he revealed to me how I contributed to their sin in the first place. See, it's not easy to get over ourselves and our pride. And that's what I realized. 
I wanted to be proud and I wanted to be the victim. But the unchanging truth of the gospel reminded me that my sin played a role too. Church, we are all contributors to the sin of the world, which is why we all need Jesus. This is why we have a reason to remain focused on the S-O-N, Son. We need to remain faithful to the hope of what He has promised. And I know that this isn't always easy, is it? Trust me, I know what it's like to get caught up in the moment. But when we get caught up in the moment, we need to pause and to remind ourselves of that one sentence that we put these verses into this morning. That sentence that tells us that we need to listen to the Holy Spirit as He teaches an unchanging gospel. And then we need to ask ourselves that question. How can we listen to the Holy Spirit? We can listen to Him by remaining faithful to Jesus Christ each and every day. What you're looking at is an image of a man who is solely dependent on what his pastor says. This is the image of a man who is solely dependent on the biblical opinion of others. When you're solely dependent upon what your pastor says and when you're solely dependent on the opinion of others, you are like this man. You are walking around blindfolded. You are blind. Church, why do we behave like this man? Why do we behave like this man? Why do we settle for mediocrity within our Christian walk? Do you know what the worst compliment you could ever give me? The worst compliment that you could ever give me is this. Pastor Matt says... That is the worst compliment I could ever receive. Do you know what you should say? God's word says. G-W-S. You don't need to be solely dependent on others' opinions of the Bible. Especially when you have the Holy Spirit. So let's keep that in mind as we look at verses 26 and 27. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. But the anointing that you have received from him abides in you, and you have no need that anyone should teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about everything and is true and is no lie, just as it has taught you. We mentioned that this is coming off the heels of what John reminded us last week of Antichrist. But see where he says, I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you? Remember, antichrists come out from the church. We discussed that last week. They know the church. They speak like the church. They know all the Christianese to say. They can act out all the Christian charades. See, all false teaching has truth sprinkled in it. We must judge all preachers and teachers not only by what they are saying, 
but we must judge them by what they are not saying, and we must judge them based upon what the Bible says. Do you know what the problem is? And this is a big problem within the church. See, the problem is some of us, and some of us here this morning are saying to yourself, I can't do that. I'm not qualified. I want to even know where to begin. Some of us just simply aren't confident that we can do this on our own with the aid of the Holy Spirit. And this is why I told you the worst compliment you could ever give me would be to say, well, Pastor Matt says. Let's look again at verse 27. But the anointing that you receive from him abides in you. What is this anointing that you've received? Those who have a saving faith in Jesus Christ have received the Holy Spirit, and he now lives within them. And this is why it's not about what Pastor Matt says or Pastor Jared or Pastor Steve. It's about what God's Word says. And the Holy Spirit, when he convicts us according to God's Word, it leads to the cross every time. John goes on to write, and you have no need that anyone should teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about everything. So does this indicate to us that we don't need preachers and teachers within the church? No. Then what does it indicate? It indicates that we should not follow man alone. We should follow man as he follows Jesus. So some of you may be asking, how do I accomplish this? You can accomplish this by comparing what's being taught by man to what God's word says. And do you know what the danger is of not knowing what God's word says? Antichrist, a.k.a. false teachers, can lead you astray. This is why we must abide in the Lord. This is why we must remain in Him daily. Just like the sunflower follows the S-U-N from east to west each and every day, we must seek the S-O-N, Son, Jesus Christ, daily. Why? Because we're sinners living in a sinful world. Why? Because antichrists don't want us to what? Persevere. That's what this is all about. Perseverance to what? Where we're heading. Eternal life. They want us to be blindfolded men and women following the opinions of man. Do you know what God's word says, though? Last sentence about the Holy Spirit, end of verse 27, it says, And is true, and is not lie, just as it has taught you, abide in him. So again, what's true? What is it that's true? We're all sinners, that contribute to the sin of the world. So with that,
being said and that being known by us, do you think things are going to be a little bit difficult in life? You better believe they are. So when they are, we need to pause and remind ourselves of that sentence. Listen to the Holy Spirit as he teaches an unchanging gospel. And continue to ask ourselves that question. How can we listen to the Holy Spirit? By remaining faithful to Jesus Christ each and every day. In chess, some of you know how to play. Some of you look at a chessboard and you have no idea what piece is what and the movements that they make. But in chess, the most common piece and the lowest ranking piece at the same time is the pawn. However, pawns play an important role in each chess match. As Christians, we can look at ourselves as pawns. We should be meek in our own ability. However, we should be confident in Christ who is in us. So we should be like this pawn that you're looking at right now. As we face the sun to remain in him, We should allow him to be revealed through us. Just like this pawn is reflecting the image of the king who lives within him. Remaining faithful to Jesus daily gives us confidence. And that confidence is important because that confidence leads to our future. But that confidence will play an important role at his second coming. Church, not everyone will be confident when he returns. So the question for you is, do you want to be confident when Jesus returns? He's returning. Do you want to be confident? Do you want to know who's really in you? Let's look at verses 28 and 29. I write these things to you about those who are trying to deceive you. Excuse me. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink away from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of him. See, this is where we can't forget that the overarching theme of 1 John is the assurance of our salvation, to be confident in our salvation, to be confident of where we're heading. So that gives us confidence as we persevere, as we head there. Do you want to test the assurance of your salvation? See, no matter what, Happens, are you willing to remain in Christ? Are you willing to persevere onward toward eternal life? When we listen to the Holy Spirit teach the unchanging gospel, we remain faithful to Jesus Christ each and every day. We do so not because of the what's now. We don't do these things because of the what's now. We do these things because of the what's coming. Do you know who will shrink away from him in shame at his coming? Those who care only for the 
what's now. So at this point, it's appropriate to ask the question, who are the what's now? Who qualifies to be a what's now person? See, somebody who's part of the what's now crowd would be somebody who has not actively remained faithful to Jesus. Those who do not realize that they too contribute to the sin of the world. They believe that they are victims of others' sin. And really, what happens when you have that mentality? You adopt the self-righteous attitude. You blame others for the problems that you're experiencing. See, that's not what the gospel teaches us. So as Mike and Zara come up, we need to ask the question of the, who are the what's to come? See, the what's to come crowd are those who have actively remained faithful in Jesus. Those who realize that they contribute to the sin of the world. Those who are pawns that know they serve and reflect the king. Church, beware as many men and women will sound like the church. Many men and women will look like the church. However, many men and women who do not know the Lord will not be the church. So, in the midst of all of this, are you willing to persevere and remain faithful to Jesus? To take ownership of how your sin contributes to the sin of the world? Reminding yourself to remain in Jesus, reminding yourself daily that I need Jesus. Do you want to be confident? Do you want to be confident in his second coming? If so, you must listen to the Holy Spirit as he teaches an unchanging gospel. And that unchanging gospel gives us confidence to persevere no matter what. Why? Because we know it's not about us. It's not about us. As much as we want to make it about us, it is not about us. Sometimes things happen to us so we can make it all about Jesus. So ask yourself that question. How can I listen to the Holy Spirit in my life each and every day? By making the decision to remain faithful to Jesus Christ each and every day. Heavenly Father, your word penetrates us. And yes, there are times where we don't want to follow through with what we're being convicted to do, Lord. But thank you for that conviction. Thank you for your work upon the cross that has given us a future. Help us to realize how much we need you, how broken we are, how sinful we are, but we can uplift and glorify the name of Jesus because of everything that you have done for us. And we can focus on that hope, the hope of one day being with you. We pray we pray because you have made it possible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. 
For more information, look us up on our website, www.villasgrace.com, or drop us a line via email, connect at villasgrace.com.